All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Uh, my name is Zach. Uh, this show we're going to be talking all things Melbourne racing uh, with Nick. Nick's been our regular guest on for the last couple of weeks. We'll recap uh, Flemington from last week and then look ahead to Caulfield this weekend. It was a tough week on the punt at Flemington um, for Nick. He had a few hard luck stories there, but I guess the ride of the day and the most interesting race was how good incentivized was. That was bloody insane. Um, if you don't follow us already, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where we uh, probably post most of our stuff. That's Give Us a Spell Pod. Um, we're also on Twitter and Facebook as well, but Instagram is probably our more so go-to. Um, but other than that, we'll just be previewing the Caulfield meeting this weekend. So it's uh, they've copied us. They've done 10 races like Sydney. Um, but let's get into it. Nick, how are you? Thanks, mate. Yeah. How are you going? I mean, it's been um, a pretty tough sort of little while on the punt. I did, I did send you a couple of messages yesterday with one bob of the head costing me an absolute fortune. <laughs> Very crook when you send that through. I yeah, for and it. your thing was just like, oh, you just love you love a multi a, and like I think I did a, <laughs> a six leg multi that was paying like a hundred and seventy to one, and then another one that was sixty to one, and that bob of the head in Rose Hill race two, the Godolphin runner, cost me an absolute pile. But anyway, there was a couple of good ones there. But mate, I was just um before I was doing that intro, I was just sort of looking at um some of your tips from Flemington. We went a good none from nine, which is a which is a good confidence boost. <laughs> It's the first time I've hit you expecting, mate. You've always said expecting zero out of nine or ten. So <laughs> I do that. It's good to good to nail that. Um, yeah, just a tough, tough day. day all around. I think we um, there are a few horses like ingratiating, which we'll touch on a bit later. That were a bit. There's obviously massive question marks over his run, and then a few really stiff ones, stiff seconds and thirds too. So. Yeah, pretty ordinary day down south, to be honest. I think the most interesting thing, can we just touch on the Gilgai Stakes? Where did Kementari come from? I don't know how. <laughs> and he was well back. He was well back, too. That's the weird thing. He was like 14 bucks into 9 or 10. So it's like, I don't know who possibly could have backed him. But if you did, you've got very, very deep pockets. Um what did you say last week? There's kids that are at school. I said that there's plenty, plenty of bookmakers' children have been put through the Kementari Scholarship. Um, from just bookies just making a stack on him. But I knew quite a few people that just bet, it, bet on it for a laugh. Like, I'm just going to bet Kementari because it'll come fourth or it'll come second or whatever. And yeah. It was actually a really good run. Yeah, he was fantastic. Like, Dutori ran out of his skin. Um, yeah, that did my yeah. head. Dutori losing oh, annoyed me big time. Yeah, that was cruel. I yeah, I was very shocked to see. I, I actually, I think my jaw opened when I saw his name cross the line first. So yeah, yeah, and, no and good we, on him, man. We look at um the Dane Hill where you were pretty bullish on ingratiating. I wasn't. I remember I was sort of quizzing you on a bit on it, and you're a bit iffy on General Bow, which came second, but Callus won. So I remember I mentioned, I asked you about it last week, and you didn't know too much. It was coming out of like a Hawkesbury run where it was a dollar forty or something. We were like, fuck, whatever, like watch it. When I was watching it, I'm like, surely like you know Sky or Seven or whatever just have the numbers wrong, like the colours wrong. Like, surely that's yeah, just ingratiating yeah, yeah. in the front, right? Because it was like ridden perfectly and won just like with an ease. I I actually thought the exact same thing. I thought I thought I reckon they called this wrong. I thought it called it wrong, but obviously something's gone very wrong with um, ingratiating. I haven't looked at the vet report or anything like that, but it. He was too bad to be true. He raced with his head up in the air and yeah. just never settled at all in the run. And then he basically just said, fuck this, I don't want to be involved anymore. Yeah. So 
that was pretty pretty flattening. Um, Callis is impressive. Was good. Yeah. Oh, like two lengths now. Third third favourite in like a Coolmore, I think. So, um, be interesting to see what they do with him next. I'm guessing they'll have to have at least one more run before Derby Day if that's where they head. But yeah. yeah. Couldn't take anything away from him. The last one we'll look at from Saturday is obviously the Turnbull. And you were very elegant. I was too, but then late I changed to Incentivise when there was a track upgrade and whatnot. Um, so Incentivise 1 was really impressive, led and whatnot. Young Werther was pretty good too, only losing by 0.5 of a length. And very elegant. Not sure what's going on there. It passed a vet check and seemed all right, but finished in fourth. Yeah, interesting one. It's um, She sort of... I know that they said she's a really hard horse to ride, and it did look like Damien Lane had a little bit of like, trouble riding her. But she just sort of—it's the first, it's the closest I reckon she's ever raced in a run to. Like she was pretty, and it was a reasonably—it was a reasonably run race, so she was probably riding quicker in her first sections, which meant that her dash home wasn't as good. But you can't take anything away from the winner. He's a—he's a gun, and he's only going to get better, isn't he? Yeah. Like twenty-four hundred, like. He's two dollars in a Caulfield Cup now, which just seems crazy, but he is. And you couldn't, if he was any bigger, you'd be loading it now. Yeah, yeah. And look, it was just he kind of took the piss, Preble. I thought so. Pretty impressive. Um, and then obviously there was the Bart Cummings and whatnot. That was won by Graham Promenade um, and Justin Cantor, which I loved saying last week on the podcast. Somehow won, didn't back it though, Dan Yendel. Um, but, Should have backed it. Should have backed yeah. it when they sound that good. Fucking hell. Do it again um, this week, so you get, you get your chance. I'll do it again this week. So this week we have Caulfield. Um, obviously, we've got the Caulfield Guineas. Um, there's quite a few stakes. Yeah, it's quite a few stakes races there and stuff. Um, we just mentioned there's race one is pretty much just a bunch of first starters, and I haven't looked at any trials nor have you. Um, we might skip it. Obviously, Cavalla has had one start, and it's ten bucks, so we may as well back that. Um, let's <laughs> let's let's go to race two, and we got Buffalo Rivers off the fave, so it opened four bucks. It's into three sixty. Just a canter, my friend is there. He's he four four twenty now. <laughs> Patrick Payne. Um, Sosie Bond, everyone's old mate, and a bit of Newhart and Karma Lass there as well, which is on a little bit of a drift. But where have you landed? Um, actually, a pretty handy little race for race two. Um, Buffalo River's obviously a really, really good wet horse, and it looks like there might be a little bit of rain down there. So if it sort of steps into a soft range, she'd be a chance from leading. Just a canter, obviously, really good last week too, winning. Um, couldn't be happy with Sosie Bond stuff either, though. The one I don't mind is um, Newhart um, coming out of that Shalo race um, at Sandown a couple of weeks ago and was sort of behind the speed. And the only horse that really made up any ground was Shalo, who's now looking like this emerging gun mare. So, yeah. um, and New, Newhart didn't have a lot of luck in behind them. And it's good to see a little bit of money. It's already 12s in the nine. So yeah. that'll probably be my each way play, to be honest, if it's wet Buffalo River. But we're going to go with Newhart in the first, in the second. Sweet. Um, the Village Stakes, race three, um, Shorty and Lombo, Lombardo, um, John McNeil, who's left me on scene when I asked him to come on the podcast. So if <laughs> someone reached out to him, the prick. Um, open 220, now $1.80. So obviously Pandemic is there at eight bucks. War Correspondent, Ocean Beyond, Age of Chivalry, Regards Marie. But um, look, this thing must be pretty good for McPrice, yeah? Star, so good. Looks really good. Um, one by four at the Valley had Alana Kelly aboard who claimed a couple and it was a, one of those, it was on the, the night of the Moya in what race two or three, I believe. And just never really went in, like never looked like it was going easy in the run at all. And then still managed to find a way to kick away on the turn and then end up winning by three or four. So 
Um, really, really impressive. I can see why it's a dollar eighty. I don't see anything getting near it. Take the dollar eighty. Take it. Yep. <laughs> um, race four, thoroughbred. Club stakes. Um, Crystal Bound is a fave. Another John McNeil, Kieran Maher, and Eustace. It's already six bucks into four twenty, so it's been backed. Shihonka is four eighty to four forty for Gay Waterhouse. New Waterhouse. York, yeah, New York baby, six fifty. Larkspur run uh, eight bucks on the drift and a little bit of money for Serides. Um, that had a good win, Mooney Valley, uh, last week I think it was or a week before. Um, and then we're out to double figures. But what do you reckon? Um. I'm a bit worried about the. It's interesting to see money for Crystal Bound. She's coming out of a race that's a bit uncertain. I know she won and won well and was first up, but I don't know if the form behind those horses has been actually that good with Flying Evelyn and those horses as well. Um, Larkspur Run and Sarah Des both come out of that same race at the Valley, and I was on Larkspur Run that night. Um, I don't know if it can run any better than that either, so I'm steering clear of those two. The one I like is one coming from Sydney. Um, Shihonka, is that how we're going to say it? Shihonka, um, yep. Yeah, was a dollar ten first up. Seriously good performance. Um, you go back to its preparation prior that ran two two really listed races. So Gay and Adrian are really good with these two and three year olds. Like the informed start at the moment too. So I've landed on it. Um, not conviction, but yeah, happy enough. Sweet, Shihonka. All right. Um, race number five is the Scalacci. Uh, $3.10 for September run. Could this be an Everest horse? There's a few yarns. I say no. Three seventy to three ten. Bella Nipatina four forty. Savatoxel five bucks. Dosh already backed. Been solidly backed too. Eleven dollars into seven fifty. And you got a Sori in there that's been on the drift. Shakiro and Rohiran as well. And even Jigsaw's there at big odds. But September run been backed as well. She just has to win this race, though. She's, um, I know they, they've gone 2,000-meter races at the Valley, which if you can take a, a worse track of distance for a horse like September Run that really needs a lot of galloping room and sort of sprints on the outside. I couldn't think of anything worse than the Valley, so it's good to see they've changed that, taken her to Caulfield. I think it's her race to lose for sure. So one that I didn't mind her odds with Shakiro, I actually thought um, his in the in the Moya was really good, like, the horse finished in Wild Ruler and the Inferno's good form and sticks to the same weight here. So really like September run, but I reckon Shakiro's probably not a bad little each way play in the race. All right, Shakiro. All right, we go to the Might and Power, race number six, and this is Zaki. Dollar and twenty-five cents. It opened a dollar thirty, so it's been crunched. Probabil, five fifty to six fifty, and then we've got Homesman, Nonconformist, No Effort, and Nickajack Cave. But a dollar twenty-five, Craig Williams, Annabelle Nisham, planning to take the piss again. I've got a question. Is this overs? Is uh, this like do you think it'll start shorter? Well, I'm just thinking, you know, if someone, if you invest money into, uh, say, just any sort of thing in trade or in investing, you, do you get a dollar twenty-five in two minutes? I don't think you do. No, of course not. This seems like a like a dollar twenty. It's hard to see a dollar twenty. I, I just can't see it getting rolled. Same okay. Feel, basically. Well, I've got a question um, for you then. How much would it, you be happy to put on the nose? With your money or no, my your money? coin? I'd say I'd, I'd probably happily have. Is this realistically, or what? I, if you said, let's to me, say you packed up everything and you said, all right, I would put a quarter of my net worth on this horse. 
I, I would feel comfortable having. I honestly feel comfortable having twenty grand on it. Thirty grand. I promise you. Really? Oh, look, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I think so. I think it just wins. Um, and I think probably would come second. <laughs> it's, I would not watch. It's a track gallop. Yeah, it is a bit of a so, mistake. Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Um, and then the Cox play what happens. Yeah, well, looking like the same thing, I still think that very elegant is a chance in the Cox plate. Um, well, it's just winding out the price. It just depends. It? Yeah, just, yeah, you know, who knows? But I just think, yeah, this is, Dollar twenty five seems overs. I'll be honest. Okay. Um. What comes second? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably as well. She actually ran out of her skin behind him the other day. Yeah, she was um, good. I thought. And he basically didn't leave third, fourth gear, and still beat her by two or three. So I just can't see any tables turning here. To be honest, J Mac really wants to get to Melbourne to ride the Cox Plate. Did you see that? He's yeah. so desperate. He'll to get do down anything. There. So they even. Yeah. I think they're trying to do a plan where. You ride on the on the Saturday in Melbourne. You bail straight after the races. You can then ride the following Saturday in Sydney if you quarantine and you have a bunch of tests throughout the week. He's like, "Yep, sweet." <laughs> so he's keen. That's crazy. Well, right. I suppose the, the some of the AFL sides and NRL sides did the same thing, yeah. so I don't see why he can't. True. Um, they're super strict in racing, aren't they? We're the only sort of thing that just has not looked back, but. Um, yeah. What do we go? Race seven. It's the Plume Stakes, which is the first leg of the fav- uh, favorite. The first leg of the quaddy. La Mexicana is the fave uh, for Anthony and Sam Friedman. Talier, another Godolphin runner. That's already been back just slightly, but then it drifted. Uh, Brooklyn Hustle five fifty. Rubisaki, um, Chassis, Dirty Thoughts, Nudge. They're all there. But look, this this race is pretty open. Yeah, I really like the race. I think it's a good race. Um, you got horses coming out of. All varying form lines. You know, La Mexicana is coming out of completely different form lines. The others, Bellina Patina lines. Talier is coming from sort of Sydney way. Then you've got Brooklyn Hustle and Moya. Um, so hard to line up. Brooklyn Hustle is an interesting one. Like, she was backed as if, like, 17 into six bucks in the last 20 minutes before the Moya. So, and then just everything went wrong. Couldn't He couldn't even hold her up. So, ended up finishing really, really far back. I think she probably finished last in the end. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how she goes. The one I didn't mind, um, so she's coming in through those four miles. I'm in Trivier. Um, didn't really get a run in that race. And I think that two or three lengths behind in Trivier is good going if you couldn't quite get the revs up down the straight in that race. So I think it's a good bet here. Gets Ollie. Cummings is going, I don't know, obviously just as we've spoken about, been a bit unlucky, but I think he's still going really well. So that's the horse I want to be with for this one. All right, race eight is the Guineas, Caulfield Guineas, and Animo is the fave. So this obviously, when it, when markets opened, it drifted pretty quick, and Artorias got smashed, but it's come back out again. I think Artorias got into as much as three fifty. It's back out to four bucks. Uh, Tiger and Malay though has been smashed. That's twenty one dollars into eleven, and quite a few fr- my friends have been saying that Lightsaber is a good bet too. That's fourteen bucks, and you got Mister Mozart there as well. But I'm a bit lost on this too. Hard race, isn't it? It's it's just become more complicated than it probably should be with this field. Um, Tiger of Malay, I can see why they're backing it. You know, it's going to be sort of out of trouble um, compared to the others who are, you know, you get one which sort of suits it. It'll probably posse up and sit fourth, fifth. Um, I think Animo is the best horse in the race by a long way. And I still think he can get the job done. I'm not going to take 260. The, the one I'm going to play is Alpine Edge. Um, I think... No luck behind um, behind was it lightsaber 
yep. absolutely no luck in that race. Never, never really got touched. Never got out of gear, and now it draws five. They've spoken about during the week about riding him more positively, and I think that's the key when you've got the two main rivals in sticky spots. So I think he's a good each way play, but I think it's going to be still hard to beat regardless if he's three wide. I reckon you go with Alpine Edge, mate. So you're looking at it, had a was it fourth up now? It's had a had a win at Eagle Farm. Just lost to Startantes at Doomburn and then was only like one and a half lengths off lightsaber. So, mate, I like it. Sixteen dollars. I'm not taking Animo at two sixty. I think I sent that to you as soon as markets open. I think yeah. it was two thirty. I was like, no, thank you. And then obviously the money came for Artorias and Tiger Malay. But mate, this is fucking it's going to be a good race. Um, it's going to be a ripper. Uh, we go to the two rack. Another good race. I'm thunderstruck for Mick Price. That's been back three ten into two sixty. Elephant. Uh, that's five fifty, and we go straight out to double figures. So dice roll, which was um, I opened ten bucks, came into nine, back out again. Got pretty unlucky, I think, behind Sierra Sue back in uh, mid September. Uh, it was actually a pretty good run. Sierra Sue, obviously there at eleven. Tafane, Superstorm, they're all there too. But are you with the fave? Um. I don't know about the price, but I, I think it's definitely – it was a really unlucky run um, behind Sierra Sue, really unlucky, and then still hit the line really hard and then doesn't cop any any handicap penalty there. So I can see the, the price. Um, I think he'll probably win, so he's going to be my topper. I can't understand why Elephant's 550 and Superstorm's 12 bucks. I don't – I can't comprehend that because I thought Superstorm was caught up for a run the last time those two met and still got over the top. Um, along the rails. So I think $12 is overs if Elephant's a $5 chance. Um, I wouldn't have thought that... Oh, I didn't think they'd, they'd throw Tafane in with 58 kilos. I wouldn't be surprised to see them scratch it. Yeah, um, already drifted too, like 7 out of 12. I just don't think... That's a massive ask for a mare in a race like this when you've got horses with 52 and up-and-coming horses. So I'm thunderstruck on top, and I think that Superstorm's the wrong odds. Okay, we go the last. Now they've got the ten races. Power Stakes and Floating Artist is the fave two seventy. Delphi is there at three seventy. Defibrillate something I've backed quite a lot. Uh, Turadin, the Chosen One, Hester La War. Um, what do you reckon? Are you with a bit of Defibrillate? I needed that yesterday once I watched race two. Well, it's his track. It's three starts, three wins at the track. So he's um, he finally gets that big open ground that he's sort of looking for. Um, I'm not with him on top. I, I like Delphi in this race. I thought his run behind nonconformists, he realistically was a bob of the heads and he was coming at nonconformists. So I think 2,400 really suits. Um, this is his go. Floating artist. I'm just worried about what he's actually, I know he's done it quite convincingly, but I'm worried about the, the horses that he's actually beaten in behind, especially last start. I didn't think that that was as good as it looks. So I'm happy to take the 370 about Delphi. Um, with defibrillate probably being my next next in the race. I think it's a pretty big gap between Delphi and defibrillate, like 370 to 8. But um, Yeah. All right. He just needs so much to go right, defibrillate. I know. Feels. It feels like everything's got to go go really correct for him, for him to win. So I just worry about horses like that when you've got to back them. Yeah. Yep. Agree. Um, do we have a best for the day? Have you worked that out yet? Uh, best for the day? We're going to Alpine I'll Edge, probably... a bit of 16s. Yeah, that'd be nice. We could go. We'll go him as my ruffie for sure. Um, and then I think dollar oh, eighty. I don't want to say Lombardo. Um, probably September run. I think that this is her race. Wow. I think it's it's just time. She's got to win. If she doesn't win. I don't know where they're they're they'll be scratching their heads and really unsure of what sort of horse she actually is now and where she fits. So I'm going to say September run is probably my bet for the card. Is she in the talk for the Everest? You reckon? 
she'd have to be. I just it's, it's it used confusing. to be the winner of the Scalacci goes through like Trekking did. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's it's interesting how he's taken her down there to basically avoid Nature Strip though. Um, so I wonder if they're lining her up for a VRC Sprint Classic and sort of making that her grand final. And if she got an Everest slot, that'd be a bonus. Um, so yeah, she's got to win. What have you um you had a look at Sydney? Anything there? Their features? Um, I actually haven't had much of a chance to look at Sydney, but it looks another okay meeting. It's not as good as a couple of the last weeks. The Silver Eagle, I think, is a really poor race, to be honest. I wasn't really impressed by that field. Um, it's all about next weekend, I think. Yeah, that's exactly right. But what did you think of the Profondo head of state race? Uh, mate, well, I'm on Allegron at $51. So I've gone, I did an early bet Allegron, which is paying a nine bucks now, I think. I'm, I'm on yep. at 50s and 14s to play. So look. Do I think it'll win? Probably not, but I mean, I love having a little sweat when you get the overs in these races. Um, Head of State's <laughs> great. Um, Profondo was a bit crazy um, last start when it came second. It sort of yeah. ran around. It should have won because I remember backed it and it was just sort of a bit skew if. Head of State's very good. Um, I think never been kissed. I think it's a bit of a pretender. I don't think it's up against um, <laughs> Profondo and Head of State. But look, to be honest, and even Benno, that was a, quite a good run yeah. last start, the O'Shea runner. So... Look, I'm all, I'm all for Allegron, mate, so I'll be sweating that. Yep. Watch it come forth. That'll be fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's awesome. good. Another 10 races, mate. Happy days. It's exciting. 10 at both cards. So oh, no. Plenty of time to throw money away and make it back. Too. <laughs> Optimism. <laughs> all right, thanks for joining. Good on you, mate. Have a good luck on the punt. Too.